Welcome to the Jeff Knows Inc. Entrepreneurial Podcast with your host, Jeff Lopes. Jeff has over two decades experience as a serial entrepreneur, building brands like KimuraWare from his home basement to a multi-million dollar global brand that has sold over a quarter million pairs of boxing gloves. Jeff's here to educate, guide, and drive you on the process of bringing your ideas and dreams to reality with the inspiring stories from some of the top business minds. Welcome to episode number 43 of the Jeff Nozine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lopes. Exciting to have on this week a guest that does not need much of an intro, David Miltzer. So excited to have him on. Sit back, everyone, and enjoy this amazing podcast. We are live. We are live on the Jeff Nozine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lopes. we got an incredibly special guest. I'm honored to have him on. David Miltzer, how are you, brother? I am terrific. I was just admiring your studio. You got Gretzky, you got Einstein, you got Oprah, you got Ali. The best of the best, the spirit of excellence right there. That backbone of you must be what you can be is uh, displayed right there. That's beautiful. I love that, brother. So how's life been the last year, year and a half with business? I see, I, I'm, I'm obviously, how we connect, I follow you on social media and, and I see just, it seems like day by day, you're just growing and, and you're, and you're following and your inspiration, everything. And I love your little video clips and everything. So how's, how's it, how's been the growth of the business the last year and year and a half? You know, it's moving faster than anticipated. I segment out everything. I've learned that through years of experience where I used to tie my emotions to an outcome. I now enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. And I have persistence like nobody else, but I also have patience combined, which is a blend which most people can't have the persistence to make things happen where the patience to allow it to become. And when you do that, you actually experience exponential growth and acceleration far beyond your wildest dreams. So for me, I segment things out. I expected a 20 year uh, accelerated growth. And because I've detached in my emotions, I've experienced what I thought I'd be in 20 years in about three and a half years. Yeah, it's amazing how how hard work and, and dedication and obviously some some mindset behind it, how you achieve so much. I'm a huge family guy and I'm gonna, I, I know our time is short today. So I wanna dive into that. I mean. One thing I was talking to you, your assistant Blaine before we got on air is is as a dad, I'm a f- super busy entrepreneur, but I'm home every day for dinner. And that's a huge part of just my surroundings and, and time with my kids and sports. And I coach still and all that. How is family time and how do you balance it in your busy schedule? Yeah. So for me, I don't believe in the same traditional balance of other people. Although during COVID, I've learned some valuable lessons about readjusting the weighted balance that I have. Uh, so I carry two routines. When I'm at home, uh, I carry a routine that includes, you know, hours of time with my family. Uh, and that's off the grid family time. Uh, but I have an adaptable routine. And before COVID, I traveled 200 days a year. So for me, the number one priority, and you know, a lot of people tell you, oh, the number one resource you have is your time. No, it's not. Yeah, time is not the, the most valuable thing you have. Your health is. Uh, because without health, time means nothing, and so does family. So I spend a minimum amount of an hour of time on my health every day, minimum 30 minutes with my wife, minimum 30 minutes with my son, minimum two minutes a day with my three teenage daughters, and a minimum of one minute a day with my mom. Uh, every single day, seven days a week, I believe that two 
minutes a day is worth far more than two hours on a Saturday, especially with family. That the consistent, persistent nature of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum, the way that not only we're connected to the greatest source of light, love, and lessons, but to each other, sharing that light, sharing those lessons, inspiring each other by knowing, you know, really four things. One, that we're all healthy. Two, we're all happy. Three, we love each other. And four, we appreciate each other. Appreciation is a a duality. Appreciation means that, number one, we're grateful for each other, but it also means that we're adding value to each other's lives, right? When a house appreciates, it adds value to it. So very, very construct about the time of the time. And as brilliant as that sounds, uh, I am one of the biggest hypocrites in the world because I got to eat dinner with all my kids almost every night. Um, The college kids were home. They couldn't go back to school. Everybody was forced to stay in. And it really was a shocker to me that I, as much as I waited the time to spend every day with my kids, I did not acknowledge how much I appreciated uh, my family and the time that I spent with my family, especially dinners. Uh, You know, right now, if you would offer me, you know, badges to the Masters or 50-yard line seats to the Super Bowl or backstage passes to the ESPY Awards, all things that I do, uh, and my kids, all of them said, no, Dad, I want you to stay home for dinner. This is the first time in my life I'd stay home for dinner without a doubt, uh, without any regret. I love that. Where's your, well, okay, first off with your, um, one of your companies, Sports One Marketing, when did it all begin? Yeah, so Sports One Marketing began as I spun off from Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment. Lee's the most notable sports agent in the world. He represented Warren Moon, Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback and Canadian Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, he, uh, he and I became friends and Lee was an alcoholic, had some really difficult times and Warren encouraged me to start a business with him about marketing and media. 11 years ago, we did that. And uh, like I said, the last three and a half years, I built my own brand. Um, and I went from being CEO of Sports One Marketing to, to a consultant, a founder. Uh, and I'm glad that I did because Sports One Marketing business model revolved around large gathering events like the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup. So if I had all my eggs or Warren had all his eggs in the Sports One Marketing basket, we'd be in big trouble. Uh, and But we're both blessed that we saw some writings on the wall, believe in the stage theory, digital marketing media. And so uh, we are building and growing so fast uh, and today on our own brands. So when you got into, uh, how did you get into the overactive media? And I heard there's a little fun story with your son on there. Yeah. So, you know, just like I said, I'm a biggest hypocrite. You know, one of the greatest lessons of 52 that I know is I don't know what I don't know. So I'm going to the first game seven uh, Cavaliers versus golden state. And we're on that little trolley. Right. And, uh, my son looks over at Oracle and he said, wow, that's where the League of Legends championship was, dad. And I'm like, okay. He goes, you know, it's sold out. And I'm like, no, 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 buddy. People don't watch video games in a stadium. They're on Twitch. You know, it's at home. He said, no. And my head of media is a huge gamer from Canada, from Markham actually. Yeah. And he's like, no, Dave, they sold out Oracle and they had more people watch uh, the League of Legends championship than they will the NBA championship. And I'm like, how can that be? I'm Dave Meltzer. I'm a, a seasoned sports veteran. I am not only, I'm not an athlete. I'm a seasoned sports business veteran. I, I know, I know about this. This is impossible. You're wrong. I go home, I do all this due diligence. And lo and behold, I had no idea how huge this was. So I started manifesting and Marcus Colston and uh, uh, who else? Weekend, uh, 
there was one other big guy in there. Oh, Meta World Peace. Yeah. They, they were all investing, uh, the first investors in something called Splice, yeah. which was the original team in Toronto. And so I told my wife I wanted to get involved in esports and that I would invest my money, but we'd probably lose the money, but we'd make it back on me being involved and figuring it out. And I swear to goodness, man, I feel like Al Davis. I own, you know, one of the top four teams in the world, top four businesses in the world in esports. Overactive Media is an incredible platform and media company and team, and we have licenses and you know, it's still, I think at the early stages, as huge as it, it is. It, I'm not, a, I'm not a gamer, but I mean, it's just in my office with my staff, when I, when I told them you were going to be on and, and I, and I showed them your social media and, and they automatically saw the Toronto teams and, and, and these are all like 25, 30 year old guys in my, in, in my office and they're all gamers. Yeah. And, and I was, and I, I don't have time to do that. And they're all like, oh my God, that's a Toronto team. And you could buy their jersey. And they're explaining to me, I'm like, what do you guys mean you could buy this and you could do that? And they're all, and they're like, this is called, I think it was Call of Duty, they said. And I was yeah. like, on and on. And they're going, and they're like, it was like, they're so happy to know that you're on my podcast because of that connection, which I was laughing. It's so nice, you know. And like, I think I've prided myself on being so diverse in my interests. You know, I can be seen, you know, even in my career, I ran the, uh, first smartphone for Samsung, right? The PCE phone, the world's first CE device, and then running the notable sports agency with Lee Steinberg, and then Warren and I having that side and working on so many different areas uh, that people, and I think that's why the brand, my personal brand grows so much is that someone's like, oh, I love Jerry Maguire, or they say, I love esports, or they say, oh, I love Warren Moon, or then they say, oh, he's the Goodwill Ambassador Curacao, I love baseball, or the Clemente Award I did, you know, all these different areas in my life, it seems to have a different frequency to different people. Then I'm also, you know, with another Canadian, Bob Proctor, who's my mentor. He's yeah. a world thought leader, you yeah, know, know and of course, yeah. Dr. Gallagher. So yeah. Bob Proctor, 86 year old is the reason I speak because I was trying to figure out as I, you know, built my career back up from going bankrupt in 2008. I was like, I'm not retiring. What can I do? And I'm looking at this 80 year old man at the time on stage going, Hey, I could, you know, my wife could get what she wants, which is travel around the world and stay at resorts. And I can get what I want is continue to, to empower people and leave my mind. My mind's a muscle, right? I'm going to keep working out till the day I die. I'm going to be Bob Proctor. So I took him on as a mentor and a hero. And he's also, by the way, Bob Proctor's the largest donor and the most supportive person to the Unstoppable Foundation, which I'm the chairman of. Oh, interesting. He's the most generous person. And he's one of my heroes and mentors. But of course, how, how did, how did, let's go back. How did you meet him? Where did you meet him? So I actually met him. I was speaking, uh, just starting my speaking career at a, a stage called Secret Knock. And okay. he was the keynote speaker. And it was actually his 80th birthday. And uh, when I met him, he then, uh, I was uh, a, a board member of Unstoppable. I wasn't the chairman yet. And so we had a, a nice bond because I knew that he was a big donor and supporter of, of the charity. So I went up to, to meet him and thank him and then ask him to be my mentor. Uh, and that was we, all in the same conversation. Oh yeah. I'm a big asker. Of That's mentorship. awesome. I love that. You know, it's now that I'm in that position, so many people ask me, I'm telling you such a big compliment when someone tells you, I want to learn from you. 
You know, like how, how is that not a great compliment? You know, it is funny because on social media, I put a post the other day, surround yourself and integrate yourself around people that you want to learn from. And it's, and, and that's how you're always growing and developing. And I'm a strong believer the day you die is the day you, you stop learning. So you, yeah. it's, it's just common sense to be around people that you're going to learn off or develop and, and grow. So I, I love that part of you still till this day, right? You just grow, grow, grow. Yeah. Life is about lessons. The lessons will keep on coming to you. Learn it. They result in pain. If you haven't learned it, pain's an indicator. That's all it is. An indicator. You have something to learn. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial pain, just indicators like a turn signal. Hey buddy, you got something to learn. I got a better direction, better direction for you to go in. I love your energy, David. I love it. Well, let's let's step back quickly to, you don't have to dip, dive into it too much, but that day you got you became bankrupt. Um, was yeah. that, was it leading up to that? Was it something that happened? Like how did that all come about? Well, I'm one of the few people you'll meet that bottomed out two years before he went bankrupt. So I actually started my journey back, even though my financial journey was going downhill from 2006 to 2008, yeah. I'd reformed my vision of life in 2006, uh, hitting rock bottom, realizing that my life was shadow empty. And the journey just in one minute went from growing up with nothing, six kids, a single mom, working two jobs, packing my dinner in a station wagon, financial stresses were the only negative thing in my life. I called that the world of not enough. I was a victim. Everything was happening to me. Not enough food, not enough money, not enough school, not enough. Then I became a millionaire nine months out of law school. I called that the world of just enough. And what happened was I really believe that money bought love and happiness because I had completed my journey of buying my mom a house in a car, which is why I wanted to be rich. And everything I did reaffirmed that money bought love and happiness. But I was living in a world of just enough, which meant to me I was buying things I didn't need to impress people and impress people I didn't even like. You know, And so in 2006, I realized that no longer would I live in the world of not enough or the world of just enough. There was this world of more than enough, more than enough of everything for everyone that would come through me with appreciation for others. And instead of giving to receive, instead of living in a world of negotiation, scarcity, trade, quid pro quo, all the different things that I lived in as the CEO of the most notable sports agency, I was gonna shift my paradigm and live in a world of abundance where there was more than enough. So instead of giving to receive as a trade, I learned that I would receive as much as I can so I could give. And that was a big major shift in my life. And I had to learn the lessons and lose everything along those two years of transformation. Uh, But I was fully prepared in 2008 to rebound and make things uh, economically right in my life. I learned lessons over those two years. Just as now I'm better prepared in 2020, I've never had a better year in my entire life and I've never been able to help more people have a better year in their lives as well, which I'm not shy about saying. People are like, Dave, you shouldn't say that. People are dying. People are sick. You know, First of all, let me just tell you this. I cannot be sick enough to make you better. And I definitely cannot be poor enough to make you rich. But I can be rich enough to make you rich. And I can be well enough to help you be well. And so I don't apologize for making a lot of money because I'm doing it to help other people. And I'm not going to apologize because I can teach other people. And my mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy. I can't be sad enough to make you happy either. But happiness I can share, share simply by witnessing it. It's the greatest disease of all time. Not only is it shared by witnessing it, but it'll strengthen you mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. It'll also strengthen your immune system. So 
it'll protect you from any other virus that you're afraid of. So I'm not apologizing to people when they tell me, hey, be careful. I am so sorry that people are dying of viruses and people die every day. I am. But the only thing I can do to help that is to be my best and live to my potential so I can help other people. As you're talking, and, and I'm just watching you right now, and, and as you're talking about helping other people, it's like you have a joy in it. Like your eyes just glow up and you have this smile on your face. So it, it's, it's genuine, which I love. Right. And and then that's and it's it's amazing when you get to a certain point in your life, mentally, spiritually, physically, that you could give back and and find joy in it. And I love that. I love that part of you. So congratulations on that aspect of it, brother. Thank you. That's a a, a blessing. That's all I gotta say. School wise, you you finished law school. Where'd you go to law school? What, Tulane. What, uh, I went there to be an oil and gas litigator, top maritime law program in America. So I went to Tulane for that specific purpose. Did you uh, going going through um, high school and um, college and whatnot and, and university? Did you play sports? I did. I actually played in college. So, oh, you uh, did? Yeah, I was a football player. Oh, uh, interesting. I could run. I could run scared faster than everybody could angry. <laughs> 147 <laughs> pounds of pure flight. Uh, but yeah, I dreamed to be a professional football player. My yeah. mom always told me doctor, lawyer, failure. So my favorite football story is my first play freshman year. I got ran over by Christian Okoye. Uh, who's better known as the Nigerian nightmare. He yes, was the yes. AFC player of the year the next year, but he ran me over. I'm not lying. My freshman year, I'm lying on my back on my first game and I'm lying there thinking to myself, doctor, lawyer, or failure. I can't believe I thought I was going to be a professional football player. He played a different game than I was taught. <laughs> how, so how, how did, how, what do you take out of that? I mean, sports I find is, is something that's valuable to a lot of kids growing up, being in that team environment learning how to be competitive. What where, where did you take out of that? Did you, were you able to use right. some of that towards your career? Oh my gosh. You know what the best part of that I took out of it? I learned so many lessons. I, I think that just playing college football, if I never went to a class, that I still would have been as successful as I am because of the lesson that I learned. And the lesson that I learned was this. People will ask me, I believe that happiness is derived not from attaching your happiness to an outcome and winning, yeah. but instead to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential. 100%. So people ask me, Dave, what's your greatest potential? How close have you come to it? And I will tell them that being an average division three football player, and I was average, was the closest to my own quantum potential, my own potential. I Every single day from the time I was five years old, I carried a football with me, a Nerf ball, a regular ball. I threw it to myself. I played. I reached so close to my potential. Now, Unfortunately, genetically, my potential isn't quite to the level of Christian Okoye's. Yeah. But moreover, what I learned was, wow, what if I took something I was actually good at quantumly, like sales or speaking, right, or, or uh, motivating people? What if I use that same must be what I can be attitude, that same mental vision of enjoying it? of finding the light, the love, and the lessons, of having a lens of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude and everything, and applied it to something that I actually was born to do, oh boy, look out. And that's what happened in my life, and that's what I learned from playing football, even though I wasn't very good. I love it. I love it. Obviously, public speaking is a huge part of who you are. When was the first time you stepped on stage? What Do you remember the, that moment? 
I well, you know, in high school, I used to do the. They had a quad, and I used to get on the mic. I was on the Associated Student Body. I was yeah. the commissioner of athletics, so kind of the rally guy. Uh, that was my first venue into it, and I spoke in college as well. And then at West Publishing after I graduated, law, I was a, a moot court guy, so litigation is like speaking, yeah. being a lawyer. And then when I first started my job, I became uh, because I was the top guy, an internal speaker and trainer. So I have been speaking, you know, since high school. Uh, I'm a middle child of six, right? So I, I was on with someone, uh, the, the founder of Rotten Tomatoes, Eric, and he's like, I hate speaking. I'm an introvert. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an attention seeker. I'm a middle <laughs> child. Anything I could do to grab the mic, that was me. So when you first stepped on stage, was it, it just naturally comfortable for you? Yeah, it was, but I'll tell you, you mean, this. Public speaking is always the biggest fear for most people, right? Yeah, and I, I sucked. So, you know... <laughs> here's the problem with speaking is like there's always someone that's at your frequency so no matter how bad you are there's going to be someone that's like oh my god that was so good meanwhile you know the other 900 people that left and didn't talk to you they're not going to say that sucked or they'll lie to you and say it was good um but i know the difference of the stages i speak on i know people you know when someone lines up an hour and a half and stands in line and i'm and i'm signing books and he doesn't have a book and i said Hey, how can I help you? He said, I just wanted to thank you. That's so awesome. you stood hour and a half in line after I spoke just to tell me, thank you. Yeah. That, that speech changed my life. Thank you. Then, you know, you're speaking that you, you know, you got it. Your frequency is strong. Your spectrum is large and the clarity of your message is there. You're moving people to another dimension and plateauing and growing instead of allowing them to just get motivated and die off. So many speakers, they're great at juicing you up and then they never get you there. Yeah. I really pride myself on not only motivating you, which will get you up, get you back up, get you started, get you back, but transitioning that motivation energy into inspiration something that, that will last with you so you can enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your own potential and vote for what you want in your life, not what other people want. I love that. I'm going to drive into two quick thing, more things. Um, sure. Fitness is a huge part of your life now. You said an hour a day. What is that? What is that entitled? Is it just movement? Is it, do you have a set routine? What do you, what, how do you, how do you focus? Oh on yeah. So, for, for me, it's a minimum of an hour. So I start the day 20 minute meditation, Beautiful. get ready 10 minutes and then 30 minutes cardio. And then at least another 30 minutes that will include some sort of resistant training with stretching. So I like to do sets with stretches in between. Um, and I usually try to stick to a back and by chest and try legs and shoulders methodology. Uh, and then days off in between. I, my, I, you know, when, once you get something quantum, I'm so obsessive, right? And I think that's a benefit. I take it as a compliment that my, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, that I'm, I'm healthy. I know that I'm healthy when I wake up and it's my day off. And I can't help myself but doing sit-ups and push-ups or something else. You know what I mean? I do cardio every day. I, I do cardio every day. I don't do it as hard every day, um, but I do cardio every single day. And, you know, movement, movement. I, I, I'm i a strong believer in just every day finding something to move, right? It's so important for you, for just your, your mental aspect as well, right? Absolutely. And it, I was on this unbelievable panel. It was like CEO of HBOs. Like, I mean, it was CEO of Burger King. It was CEO of Apple. I mean, these are big, big people, right? And they're going, and it was like freshmen at Stanford, or I forget where we were, you know, and we were given the last piece of advice to freshmen coming in. And everyone had this like really good advice, but the CEO, this woman, she was either at MTV or HBO or something. She looks over and she says, you know, 
I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Find something that you love to do fitness wise and do it an hour a day the rest of your life. And I was like, ha, she gets it. Right. Like I told you, you know, everyone says, you know, your number one asset is time. The number one resource is time. The time is, you know, but no, not time, health. Health. It trumps everything. Amen on that. hundred percent, brother. hundred percent. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have one question I ask everybody. Then I want you to quickly talk about your program you're offering now, but I always ask everybody before our end of our conversations in a few words, how would you want to be remembered, described by the closest friends one day you pass? Uh, How about one word? One word. Awesome. I love it. I love that. I love that. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about your program quickly. What are you offering? I, mean, I think it's a Friday program. You said you're offering now so for 20 years. Yep. I've been training people every Friday. It started as sales training. Now it's happiness. And mm-hmm. I call it the road to revenue and happiness. Cause I believe money is a road of happiness. If you buy the right things, you'll be happy. It doesn't buy happiness, but it allows you to shop. You buy the right things. You'll be happy. So every Friday, 11 AM, I have a free training. All you gotta do is email me, David at dmelzer.com. You can join my text community, 949-298-2905. And either one, just join me for free training. And if you miss it, the replays on, you know, my top podcast on Mondays, you can download it, go to YouTube, watch it. This week's one of my favorites. It's BYOQ. Bring your own questions. I'll bring the answers. So I rapid fire questions from everybody to help them. But I've been doing trainings for 20 years. It is my methodology of how I'm going to empower a thousand people like you to empower a thousand people, Jeff, to empower a thousand people I love to it. be happy. So I please join it, me. It's free. So don't worry. It's free. If it's free, it's me. And now it's for you too. This is awesome, brother. I am so honored to have you on. Uh, this is everything you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. This is this is a reason for what you're doing, and I appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate you taking time, your busy schedule, to come on the Jeff Nosing podcast. And once again, do you have any final things you want to say to our audience? You know what? I'm going to say two things. One, I hope someday to be on that chalkboard behind you with my mentors and heroes. And two, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you, brother. Have a wonderful day, David. You got it. Take care, Jeff. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Cheers. That's a wrap, everyone. I want to thank David for taking the time of his extremely, extremely busy schedule to get on the Jeff Nozine podcast. Great conversation. Honor to have him on. If you guys enjoy this podcast, like all weeks, tell your friends, tell your family, tell somebody. Just spread the word. Help us get this out there. We're trying to build something special here. Leave a review. Five stars would be absolutely amazing. Until next week, everyone, always move forward.